Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. Today, we are wrapping up the Sisterhood series. And this has been such a fun series for my heart just to sit down and talk with a few of my girlfriends about the Lord and what he's doing in their lives right now. And today, my friend Brooke is coming on, which if you've been tuning into the podcast for a while, Brooke was on back in the fall, fall of 2019, where she shared her story of miscarriage. And that was a really great episode. So if that's something you've walked through, I highly recommend going back and listening to that But I'm just really excited to have her here today. She is a wife, a mom. She lives in San Antonio, Texas, so it is always hot there. She is going to Liberty University right now, which she'll dig into that a little bit. But I'm just really excited to bring her on here as just one of my girlfriends where it's kind of like one of our phone conversations. We talk on the phone often, and so I'm just really happy to have her here to share her heart with you guys. So Brooke, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Just tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we dive in. Yeah, I think you did a great job summing it up. (laughs) Um, I'm a wife, mom, and um, you mentioned student. I'm going to Liberty University right now for Christian counseling. And uh, that was, I guess, not something I had originally planned. (laughs) I actually already have my degree in something entirely different. And the Lord just laid it on my heart Hmm. to be obedient and go back to school. So I am back at school and I actually use my social media and I like to write about all things just kind of that are going on in my life. But Mm -hmm. I write particularly um, what I call grab and go theology, which is just basically a short breakdown of like just common or uncommon theology questions. So um, examples like apologetics, um, church and biblical history, Mm -hmm. hard passages that just seem like they might be contradictory, which obviously we know they aren't. So we break those hard passages down. Building biblical vocabulary, and that's a tongue twister. Um, yeah, so I just enjoy writing, and that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, I love the grab and go theologies. I think it's so cool how the Lord brought the two of us together through podcasting and social media stuff and all of that. And I just love how He weaves our stories together and how we see each other. We all have our own strengths and why the body of Christ is so important and why we need relationships. Mm -hmm. But I want to dive in first just by asking, what has God been teaching you in 2020? It has been a very... Oh my goodness. Right? I don't even know the word. Interesting, (laughs) hard, challenging, but I think fruitful year. So what has he been teaching you? Man, so when you asked me this question... I had to really stop and think about it because it just feels like 2020 has been like a combination of like 2020, 2021, 2022. Mm, And I'm like, mm -hmm. there's so much. It feels like this year has already been so long, but also really short all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have three things that I think that the Lord's really been putting on my heart. And the first one, we can break them down individually, but the first one was um, obedience in the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think... The beginning of 2020 um, was whenever I was beginning to start school, and I think that was my first uncomfortable place, (laughs) whereas I wasn't, I hadn't been a student in so long, and so going back to school and being obedient and and that was kind of, I mean, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something I was used to, and then move forward, not long after that, we go into quarantine, and 
all of these crazy things. And all of a sudden, what was my normal, I was finally starting to get a hang of school and we had a good routine. And now all of a sudden, you know, my husband's working from home. We have two small children and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to juggle, you know, instead of cooking just dinner, now I'm cooking breakfast, lunch and dinner because my husband's home and taking care of the kids and school. So it's just been, uh, man, just learning to be um, obedient and just in that uncomfortable phase. Mm-hmm. But I think another part that I'm learning is like in social media, honestly, it's sometimes uncomfortable and I'm sure everybody is feeling it. Um, sometimes just to be on social media as a Christian right now, it can be uncomfortable place to be and to just, when is a time to speak and when is a time to be mm, silent? And so good. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And um, a friend actually brought the passage to me in first Corinthians 10 23. And it was Paul that was talking, but I don't think that this passage, I mean, obviously this passage I think could be applied to this situation too, where um, in first Corinthians 10 23, he says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Mm. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. So I just think that that's so important because Man, like there are so many things out there right now that as Christians, I feel like we can be on the attack. Yes. And, yeah. And want to, I mean, we know what is truth. At least I hope we know what is truth by being in God's word. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of those things that's so beneficial right now as a Christian is to be able to discern, like, is this what I'm going to say, is this going to glorify God? Like, will this Mm -hmm. build up my neighbor? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I think that that's been a huge thing lately for me, especially because I am on social media quite a bit, just with having a ministry on social media Mm -hmm. like you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that this question is one that we should ask ourselves in every season, I guess, before we post or before we hit share, before we have even a hard talk with our friend Mm -hmm. or our spouse, like, will this glorify God? And is this going to build up my neighbor? That makes me think of the verse in 1 Thessalonians 5, when it talks about uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. It's, to encourage one another just as though you were doing, to encourage and build one another up. And I love that you yes. point that out because, again, that's just a reiteration of, and I speak this with conviction because that can be really hard for me when you sit there and go, will oh, this glorify sure. God? Will this build somebody up? Is this going to encourage them? Mm-hmm. And that is such a fine line. And I do feel like right now God is stretching me in that very same way of thinking that. So I just love that you point that out because yeah. I was thinking of that. I, I love that you use that word encourage right there because in one of my Christian counseling classes right now, we actually were talking about what it means to encourage and mm. to encourage means that you are instilling courage in somebody who probably has a fear of something. Amen. So right now there are so many people that are scared of so many things, including myself some days. Yeah, and for sure. It's so important to have the body of believers mm-hmm. to literally instill courage into us. That comes from the Lord, that he is sovereign and that mm-hmm. God, God's going to keep us. Mm-hmm. And Really, and I think we get down to this in a minute um, whenever I talk about one of my other things, but having an eternal mindset, actually, I guess that kind of goes right into it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think you and I have been talking just on the phone about certain things like, man, like we just, things just feel so heavy. And one of the things, another thing that I'm learning is to have an eternal mindset. And 
I got so excited. I called you the other day because I just couldn't wait to keep this on the podcast. I was like, I need to tell her right now. <laughs> and that's what but, I love. Um, I love that. I love that we can just like pick up the phone and say, hey, oh my gosh. Yeah. Listen to this. Yes. <laughs> but um, in Acts 12, it's actually right after James was killed. So this is the beginning of the church. And James was just martyred and P- or P- Peter was actually imprisoned. And while he was imprisoned, right after James is martyred, um, scripture actually says that he falls asleep. Like he falls asleep while in prison. He is in chains. Like he has two chains on him and he's asleep. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so funny because there has been, well, not funny. It's just ironic because there's been nights where I have just been up and just worried and anxious. Mm -hmm. And yet here Peter is, and he's just snoozing away. (laughs) But that's because he has an eternal mindset and he's Mm -hmm. not thinking about, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going to happen to him. Even, you know, the next day or even in a few hours, he's Mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, God already has a plan for me and God's already established me and my salvation. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so important to have that eternal mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. But, and I mean, while, while Peter falls asleep, it's comforting to know that God doesn't sleep. Amen. Um, Like in Psalm 121, it says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Mm. I think we all, every time I hear this, I always want to sing it. I was going to say, I'm like, I want (laughs) to sing the song. Yes. But if you go down a little further, it says, behold, he who keeps Israel will neither sleep nor slumber. Mm. And I'm like, man, like. Why am I so worried? Why am I stressing myself mm-hmm. out? Because God is in control. And mm-hmm. if I have that eternal mindset, it reminds me that I can trust in him. So I think that that is just. Well, and I think so- I had even called you after one night where I, I literally didn't sleep. I was up like all night and I was worried mm-hmm. and I was fearful. And I feel like that's something that God has really been working out on me too. Like there, ha- there was one afternoon I was going for a run and I just really felt just like the Holy Spirit coming over me. And I just said to the Lord, I was like, Lord, I'm, I'm not afraid to die for you. I'm not afraid of what persecution looks like. Like I'm not, it's like, he took me to this new place because I had been so afraid. And again, like literally not sleeping at night, being afraid of what about tomorrow? What about tonight? And what's going to happen? And the Lord's like, you are sealed and saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't need to be worrying about in a few hours, or like you said, the next day and how Peter went to sleep and he was not worried about that. And I think that is such a great example that we all need right now to know that if we are sealed by the blood of Christ, know what's to come. And obviously we're human. And so we do get nervous and afraid, but we don't have to stay in that place. And the Lord is constantly revealing his truth to us and speaking truth to us. So we don't have to be stuck in that fearful place. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to know, how have you been feeling spiritually during this whole season? Man, I I honestly have felt a little bit grieved and homesick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think it's a beautiful thing whenever you can feel homesick for the Lord, because man, like, you know, that our, our home is not really here. Like we're here to make disciples and Mm -hmm. ultimately we want to be home with our father. And I just think that there's been no other time in my life than like right now where I'm just feeling that like, like Jesus come, you know, just so ready to just be with Jesus. And, um, it brought me to a passage in Ecclesiastes three eleven that says, 
He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Mm. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning. And just this thought that he has set eternity in the human heart, like that that feeling of homesick that I have is because God has put it there, like to know that, man, I I know that this is not my home. And I think that as a Christian, that's comforting. I mean, that goes back to exactly what we were talking about, having an eternal perspective and that, yeah. that literally is ingrained in us. But I also loved what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. And he says, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that Mm. vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And man, I think we're, I think I'm feeling a, a theme of like, eternal perspective here. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's it. And that's, I honestly, I think that that's where we should be as, as Christians Mm -hmm. because it just, everything just feels so heavy. And, um, I mean, I think it's in Matthew 11 where it says, come to me all who are weary Mm -hmm. and burdened and I will Mm -hmm. give you rest. Mm -hmm. If there's any other time where I'm lacing up my shoelaces and running to the Lord, it's, it's now. Well, and I told you, I'm in the middle of an Advent devotional by John yeah. Piper, The Dawning of Indestructible Joy. And I felt the Lord put that on my heart when all of this stuff, the more recent things that have happened, when that really just began about a month and a half ago. And I just felt him put Advent on my heart and to go dig out my Advent devotional. And just saving it for a rainy day for you. Right. But literally, I was like, Lord, I, I feel like my heart has been struck by, like you just said, this eternal perspective. It's like this awe and wonder that we're always supposed to have. And I think that these seasons also, they the reason why we go through these sufferings is to realize that we can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. And that the Lord is the one that is going to be our strength because we're weak. Yes. And what that means is to be humbled. And mm-hmm. I think to be humbled is to also be somewhat hopeful because mm-hmm. I loved what it's what it says in Hebrews four sixteen when it says, Let us then with confidence draw near mm-hmm. to the throne of grace that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I love that too. And um I just think that that's so beautiful that man, like we don't have to do it all and that mm-hmm. the Lord loves us and we love because he first loved us. So I just think that it's a beautiful place to be humbled and have that eternal perspective. Like God is just so good. He is so good. And I think it's especially for those listening and like my prayer behind this whole series, when the Lord put this on my heart was, you know, just sit down with your friends and talk about me. Like there's nothing like, like it brings tears to my eyes. Like there's nothing like getting to sit down, have a heart to heart with one of your girlfriends about the Lord and where he has you. And so my prayer for everyone listening is that when they're hearing this, like they feel like they're sitting right here with us and that they're seeing, and, and I realize they can't like visibly see us, but if they can close their eyes and just like picture sitting at the table with two other women going, Oh my gosh, like we're there too. Like we're there too. I feel like we're all in, it's like all of our seasons are so different. That's why I've loved having you and Mandy and Alicia on here because while you're all, all of the responses are so different, it's, but we're all in the same season. Yeah. 
And it's just so cool. And I have just so enjoyed getting to hear like what God is doing individually, yeah. but then in the body as a whole. So yeah, how do you feel like you know God more deeply because of this year? <laughs> so whenever I was trying to think about how to answer this question, I literally just could think of myself like, falling back in a state on mm. like, you know, like whenever you, like, <laughs> yes, the trust what is fall it called? crowd surfing. Yeah. Oh my but gosh. Like, yes. Yes. You just fall back like a gigantic trust fall. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just feel like that's what it's been over and over and over again. Like, it's like the Lord put something on my heart and it's like, do you trust me? Mm. Like, yes, I do. So I fall backwards. And the way that I could, I guess, best describe this is like, whenever I was a kid and I'm, you know, learning how to swim and my, my mm. dad is standing inside the pool and I'm standing on the ledge. And, you know, I know that if my dad, if my, my father is not there, like it could be, it could be dangerous, you know, yes. but with my father in the pool, I know that whenever I jump to him and I take mm. that leap, it might be scary the first few times, but mm. the more I continue to jump, the more secure I am in knowing that the father, my father is going to catch me. Mm -hmm. And that brings us back again. We mentioned already Hebrews four, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne Mm -hmm. of grace. And the more times we practice this, these jumps in obedience and these, these faithful jumps in obedience, the more we're able to build our confidence and trust Mm -hmm. in the Lord. But that takes times like this where you're unsure and where you're like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know. I I don't know what I should do. And God's just saying, just trust me. Mm -hmm. And then we finally take that jump. And if the father wasn't there, then yes, it would be dangerous. Yeah. Um, But because the father is there, we know that we can jump and we know that he's going to catch us. So, so this is kind of, this is kind of off topic, but I just want to ask you for people listening that might be newer to their faith that are going, okay, well, what does it feel like when you're walking in obedience? And I know this is like totally off the cuff, but is there a way that you feel differently when you feel like you're about to jump and it's in the flesh versus when you're about to jump and it's into what he has for you? I think, man, I think as you grow in your faith, so somebody who is just learning how to do this, I think Mm -hmm. the first place that you are going to have to start is learn how to discern God's voice and the only way you can do that is by being in scripture. Yep. So that's where I would say, if you're feeling like you don't know, like God's word is never going to return in void. Mm-hmm. So if you have this feeling, like just a bad feeling, I would say, just stop. Mm-hmm. If you have a bad feeling, just stop. But if it keeps coming up on your heart, pray about it, getting mm-hmm. God's word. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with continuing to pray about it. But I will say that there has been a point in my walk with God where after I do receive an answer, it's like, okay, like I've gotten my answer and I continue to pray about it. Yes. <laughs> and, and at that point, prayer becomes disobedience because I've yep. already received my answer. Yeah. And, and so at that point, I honestly, I would just encourage to be in God's word and have mm-hmm. a community of believers. Like if I have a question, I call, I call some of my closest mm-hmm. friends. You're, you're one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Chelsea, I don't know what to do. Help me, help me talk this out. Yeah. And it's, why it's so important why God gives us community and Mm -hmm. man I mean if you go back to what Jesus says what is the greatest commandment Jesus says Mm -hmm. love God and love others and so our first thing to love God we should go to scripture and God gave us community for a reason Mm -hmm. like we have to love others so is there anything else that you feel like 
you know more about the Lord and you know him more deeply because of where we're at right now and just the way that the world is right now. And I think a lot of us feel stuck where we are, yeah, restricted where we yeah. are. I actually um, was, I, I shared a post last year actually, and it just reminded me of this time. Isn't it funny how sometimes you write things and then like months later you come back to them and you're like, wow, this is so relevant for right now. But Mm-hmm. Um, the, whenever I wrote this post, I had just finished the book of numbers. And if you guys know anything about the book of numbers, it has a lot of whining and complaining in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, um, just right after Moses delivered the enslaved Israelites through the ruling of Pharaoh and God's hand is just taking them out, um, and basically saving them. But while God is saving them, all of the Israelites are like, why, why, why don't you, why didn't you deliver us? Like, why didn't you just leave us? <laughs> Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt to die? And I think that that's a little bit dramatic, but oh my goodness. Like, I think sometimes in this season, especially in those quarantine times, whenever I was just locked in my house with my (laughs) two-year-old and four-year-old, I was like, oh my gosh, God delivered me from this. And it was kind of like just, man, the Lord brings us through times of wilderness. So that way we realize how how we can trust in him. And that mm-hmm. goes back again to that obedience thing. Mm-hmm. But there was a quote by um, John Bloom that I wanted to share. And it says, God doesn't always make his will clear because he values our being transformed more than our being informed. Oh, that's so good. I think that quote is just, it stands out to me so much because while we do know his will um, for us, like there are secret things of the Lord and there's going to be some things that we just don't understand. And that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. that's part of trusting Mm -hmm. God's sovereignty. And, um, so if anything else that I've learned, it's being okay to trust the Lord and not have to know it all because I'm kind of like put my nose in a book and try to figure everything Mm -hmm. out. And there's just some things that the secret things belong to the Lord and I can trust in that. I love that quote. It made me think of something I just said to a young woman yesterday. She was asking me about you know, all of this new information that everybody is taking in and learning and everything in the media. And I said to her, I was like, I don't think it's wrong to want to learn information and to be informed of what's going on. I said, but the Lord does call us to not be conformed so we can be informed, Yes, but do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. And I just (laughs) love that quote because I think that is that just brings so much clarity and and also knowing that like God does call us to be informed of the things that are going on, but he doesn't call us to that so that we can conform to yeah. it. I think a lot of times we become so informed on things too, because we sit there at, when it's in the world, worldly speaking, when we're informed on that, I can see, oh, this is why this isn't my home. This is why. Yeah, exactly. This is how we're different. This is why Jesus says be in the world, not of the world. Yeah, exactly. And that's that comes from right back to Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has set eternity in the human heart. Mm-hmm. That's why we are homesick, mm-hmm. <laughs> because we know this and we're comforted by this. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to ask you this question because you were like, I, I don't know. I would need to ask questions. I would need to know <laughs> this. I would need to know that. But what is one portion of scripture that you would share with someone if you knew you would never see them again? And possibly not be able to ask them any questions. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm just like 
literally giddy right now at this. Like my insides just feel so tickled because it's just such a funny, I don't know why it's just funny because for me, I am definitely a question asker. So whenever you ask this question, I was like, oh my gosh, like the Christian counselor in me is like to ask all of these questions. And I think the reason why is just because I would want to know if a person is believer because Mm-hmm. If the person was a believer, I can encourage them. And if they're not a believer, I would want to be able to share with them who God is. I'm just going to say you're sitting next to a non-believer. So that's what we're okay. going to go with. Perfect. So <laughs> the first thing, um, I, I really love Ephesians 2. And I think that this passage is just so beautiful. Let me pull up my my Bible real quick. So um So if I were speaking to an unbeliever, I think I would pull up Ephesians 2, and there's the passage from verse 1 all the way through verse 10. Mm -hmm. And I think most of the time in America, if if we're talking about strictly in America, people, most people know who God is. They have an idea Mm -hmm. because we live in a country that was founded on Christian values, whether we see that right now or not. Yep. Yep. That's where it was founded. And you can't really go anywhere without having a church on the corner. So for Mm. someone to say that they've never heard of God would be honestly very surprising to me. They might exist, but it would be surprising to me. So because of this, most people, if they are an unbeliever, they must not have a right view of who God is Mm -hmm. to have accepted him. Because Mm -hmm. if we have the right view of God, then we're like, oh my goodness. Like whenever you see God rightly, you see yourself rightly. And whenever Mm -hmm. you see yourself rightly, you are humbled Mm -hmm. by God who Mm -hmm. is so full of glory and majesty. So Mm -hmm. I would probably pull up Ephesians 2. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in sons of disobedience. And it goes on and it says like all of these things, like among whom you once lived in the passions, carrying out the desires of the body, the mind, which you are all by nature, children of wrath, mm-hmm. like the rest of mankind. And so that just really sets like, this is what we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is what we are. This is how we should see ourselves rightly. We are by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. And then it says this, mm. but God, mm-hmm. being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. I have goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And I think what is so cool mm-hmm. about this is God's grace and God's gift is free. I would, I guess I would approach it in that way. We have to approach it and who are we, mm-hmm. who is God and what do we do from there? And, and we know that Christ died for us mm-hmm. and that he did it freely. And I, I love how might've been in Isaiah that Jesus went silently. Like he mm-hmm. said nothing like a sheep being led to the slaughter. He said nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's so beautiful and how willingly Christ went to die for us. It wasn't something that was held against him. Like, you Mm -hmm. need to go do this. Like, no, when Peter tried to say, no, this is not going to happen to you, Jesus turns around and and says, get back Satan. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's so beautiful that, and in verse eight of this, of Ephesians 2 verse eight, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing, but it is a gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. So I guess what I would say is just accept the free gift. 
Christ loves you. The Lord loves you. And well, as we wrap up, I'd love for you to share, where can everybody find you? So share your Instagram handle. And I know you already talked about theology Thursday, but just share a little bit about Instagram. So you can find me just on Instagram at the gorgeous grace. And yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. I, I don't really get on Facebook or anything like that. So just mainly Instagram. Well, guys, everything that we talked about today will be in the show notes and I will have the ways that you can get in touch with Brooke. And like I said, again, at the beginning, I really encourage you if you have walked through a season um, of miscarriage or anything like that, that her episode from back in the fall was really fruitful. And I know it was really great for a lot of women. So Brooke, thanks for being on here. I just love you so much. Thanks for having me on. I love you too. This is so fun. So guys, like I said, everything will be in the show notes and I will talk with you next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me, and I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.